Girl, are you okay? Podcast. Okay, Miss Bocus. Hey guys. Hey y'all. Thanks for joining us. Um, tuning in for another week here at the Girl Are You Okay podcast, where we just want to make sure that you're doing okay because that's all that matters at the end of the day. Oh, you heard that? I rhyme all the time. Okay, Miss. Because I'm a poet and I didn't know it. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. are you okay, Miss Mia? Am I okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Today I'm okay. I yeah. um today pretty busy right you gotta mm-hmm. reassess every day now but today I'm okay um wasn't too busy at work today so that's always good it was just a slow rainy um Monday so was, I won't complain I won't complain I had a nice long extended weekend over you know Thanksgiving break and I needed I needed those days of rest Lord knew I mean mm-hmm. how you doing how you doing you had some you wrapping up the semester and stuff yes you know so the day of this recording I just finished my last final of my graduate school career what yes girl (laughs) per yeah so this was semester well you know I got one more semester but it's I'm not taking any classes it's just my full turn full-time externship that I'm doing at home so yeah I'm done with class oh wow look at you you like almost there yes. and then you get to move to DC oh yay I just I just moved into DC guys um for her what's it called post post something for my fellowship you know it's an option mm-hmm. but like I told Nia I'm very much a um getting my car and drive I cannot walk. I don't like walking everywhere. That's just not my ministry. So, <laughs> so we're going to see, you know, it's an option. That or either Nashville, you know, them two options. We're going to see. Well, let's go ahead and get into this week's show. Um, I guess we'll start by, have you been implementing any of these self-care tips that we like to do? Because um, last week, what what were our four from last week? We had staying away from the news and social media, mm-hmm. um, reconnecting with family, zen your home, and identifying negative self-talk. So those are the four we discussed last week. Have you been doing any of them? Since? Yeah, so I did the reconnect with family. You know, it was Thanksgiving break, so I went home and spent a lot of time with my family. Um yeah that's pretty much it what was the what was the first one um staying away from the news oh yeah see I do that anyway I always stay away from the news and anything (laughs) that um does not protect my peace I just kind of don't look at it so yeah that's what I've been doing what about you um so you know I just got back from home so I didn't particularly connect with family because I'm still trying to like you know get myself together from being around them too much Um, so I did not have to do that this week Um, but I did catch myself a few times with the negative self-talk and I told y'all last week my girl Iyanla she gives me this um what she say what is it 
Oh, make another choice. Mm-hmm. That one. Period. So make your make your make another choice. So I've caught myself a few times. I'm like, uh-uh, girl, stop right there. Just stop. You start talking about yourself, and um, had to stop myself dead in the tracks, and choose to say something else, uh, you know, positive. So I found myself doing that a few times, but um, that's really it. Oh, and I have like, um, I refreshed my little Glade plugin, so. I guess that's a part of zenning my home, you know, the yes. smells, the olfactory um, things we got going on up in here. Right. So, yeah, we did a little self-care. We're trying to take care of ourselves over here. Period. So, yeah. Slowly but surely. Mm-hmm. And before we just get right on into the episode, I want to remind you all um, that it is now December and we are going to be doing like um essentially a book club every month we're going to be highlighting a book to read together and so for our first book for the month of December we're going to be reading Sisters of the Yam by Bell Hooks um and so it's about 13 chapters with an introduction and a preface so yeah that comes about to like maybe three chapters a week. So if we can do three chapters a week, I think that's doable. Um, I think that's kind of, you know, people can fit that in in their very busy schedule and stay on top of it. So let's try and aim for about three chapters a week of Sisters of the Am. And um, don't forget the Free Black Women's Library is where you can find the uh, PDF for this book, completely free. Um, I'll also post the same link in the description box for this episode like I did the last one so um be sure to check it out and go ahead and get your first three chapters read for this week period y'all better read it oh because we all about expanding our minds and Mm -hmm. we're giving you the resources to do it for free like you don't even have to go buy it yourself this is not like the school recommended reading and you got to buy your own books like (laughs) no we're giving you everything you need, making it accessible and easy just for you, for the people, for you. So, yeah. Yes. Okay. okay. Well, mm-hmm. we, so we are starting a series for the month of December. We're going to do a relationship series dun 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 (laughs) (laughs) so there are four weeks in the month of December and each week we're going to cover a different um I guess type of relationship and so that kind of brings us to the next segment of it was all a lie relationships are hard like and I'm not talking about just romantic relationships I'm talking about platonic familial familial relationships (laughs) like work you know place relationships relationships are hard period um I don't think I knew that or I recognized that up until recently they're just hard to maintain Um, I think as you get older like you kind of ins and outs of it just get a lot more complicated when you 
you know, grow up. <laughs> and when you get your, like, I guess your own life and you're consumed with your life, you know, everybody else is consumed with their own lives and staying mm-hmm. in touch with people can be difficult. Um, mending thing, mending relationships, I guess, can be difficult. I don't know. I just never realized that maintaining and, and creating new relationships too, like how much work they require. I think growing yes. up, it was just like, I think I've said this before, you just kind of look up, you're on a playground with somebody and y'all mm-hmm. friends, like it's just that. <laughs> Yep. And I'm not able to do that anymore. So I guess something else that I'm realizing that I remember like growing up, people would always tell me, and when I say people specifically, like older people, they'd be like, oh, that's your family. You can't do that. Because I'm quick to be like, oh, I'm not going to talk to them anymore. I'm quick to be like, don't ever talk to me again. I don't need you. I would say something like that. And they'd be like, that's your family. Like, you can't say that about your family. Like, you're, they're always going to be your family. And Um, I'm here to tell you that while, yes, someone may be related to you by blood, that does not give them the right or does not give you it doesn't, you know, mean that you have to just take somebody's mess because they're your family. Like, I didn't realize that until older and until deep into like therapy and stuff. It's just like, I would, I guess I felt guilty about certain relationships and the roles that I thought they should play mm-hmm. because they were family. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't have to do that. You don't. <laughs> cut them off, sis. It ain't in there. Cut that out. Yeah, definitely good about that now. Also seeing like the number of relationships total, I feel like just kind of decrease as I get older. Mm-hmm. Like younger, you had a bunch of quote unquote friends. Now I can yeah. count on one hand how many friends I had. Definitely. Um, I can count on the other hand how many of the people in my family that I talk to regularly like mm-hmm. I guess you get less re- you have less relationships like just generally but maybe they're more important more significant to you as you get older yeah you definitely I think as you get older um those relationships that are important to you will survive and the ones that aren't well not and it's not necessarily a it doesn't have to be a bad falling out for those relationships to end. It's just kind of like you're just going in two different directions, maybe, or something like that. Mm, that's been hard. Of, I feel like, yeah, that's been hard for me coming to terms that with the fact that it's okay that all the relationships you have, you know, aren't going to last forever, mm-hmm. you know, and it's okay. Everyone, you know, comes into your life for a reason a season and a reason a season reason and a lifetime oh yeah so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> word to my mama my mama used to always tell me that it's about coming to your life for a reason a season and a lifetime so, so that was it was all a lie you don't have to uh, more of the story is you don't have to um keep anyone around that is not um 
not have your best interest at heart that is not um providing the like positive effect on your emotions like all of it baby cut them off no matter if it's friends or family cut them off that was our it was all a lie i don't know about you guys um how have i guess relationships kind of changed for you as you've gotten older have relationships you created more lost more how is maintaining them so just let us know and um you can send to our email girl girl are you okay pod at gmail.com or on instagram at girl are you okay podcast um yeah perfect so we just go mosey right in like we said we're doing um relationship series for the month of december and so for our first topic of this year we're going to talk about familial relationships so this is your family um people that raised you blood family we definitely recognize that you know you can create your own family you know as you get older and people are become a part of your family that may not be related to you by blood but I think specifically for this one we're going to talk about like blood family and yeah how that works how that changes and stuff mm-hmm. okay so Aja um I guess you can start telling us just tell us um about your family your nuclear family who that consists of for you what that looks like um okay well I am the baby of the family I have um two older siblings older brother and older sister and then my mom and my daddy um mom and my dad have been married for don't let me lie to y'all it's like 30 something years maybe I don't know they don't know they don't know either because the number keeps changing (laughs) so Okay, it's just a long, that, long time. Yeah, just they've been married for a while. Um, I, we've, I've been very close to my family since I was little, like immediate family and extended family. I have a very big like extended family, lots of cousins, lots of aunts and uncles. So yeah, I just, I grew up around my family. We used to have like Saturday lunches after church. Um just we all grew up very close very close-knit type family so, yeah. mm-hmm. what about you so so okay so I am the oldest okay so it's my two parents and then me and my brother so it's four of us mm-hmm. um growing up so my parents are currently divorced but growing up um they were married they didn't get they got a divorce. I was in college, maybe my junior year of college. That's when my parents got a divorce. Um, so growing up, you know, they were both in the household. Um, my brother is four years younger than me. Um, and like I said, I'm the oldest, only girl, that whole plight. <laughs> um <laughs> I would say growing up, so I have a, like, you know, large extended family too. Um, Like, so my dad has the most siblings. My mom has two brothers. My dad got like ridiculous amount of siblings. Um, 
he recently, I'm not gonna say recently, but when he got older, he was like in his 30s, he found out that the guy he thought was his dad was not his dad. Mm-hmm. And so the guy who was really his dad, um, you know, once he found that out, that kind of brought also like a whole nother heap of siblings along. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a bunch of them, but it's it's cool. We grew up going, like you said, kind of close-knit. Um, it's different sides. It's different, you know, like my dad's mom's side is like the mm-hmm. holy side and very the strongest thing we'll have to drink at Thanksgiving is Welch's sparkling grape juice. Like okay, that's that we've just gotten to the point where like <laughs> the cousins are old enough to like not care about like drinking, but like for the longest alcohol at Thanksgiving and Christmas, mm-hmm. we're not at no. the household. No. Mm-mm. Not in my either. But you know, uh, after we've gotten to the point where we don't care anymore. It's kind of just like we don't care, but we be sneaking it. We don't just be all out and open with it, but everybody knows. See, but none of them even drink. Like nobody is even trying to sneak. I feel like on that side of the family, I'm definitely the wild child <laughs> in the sense that I would be the one trying to drink and stuff. Yeah. And like none of my aunts or uncles are even like they don't drink at all. So it's like yeah. whatever. But anyways, yes, close to me, a bunch of cousins, aunts and stuff um so yeah that was dysfunctional you know of course but yeah okay so you said that you're the oldest of your you're the oldest child I'm the youngest so let's let's explore that like I just want to know how is it growing up ghetto compared to like (laughs) you know like because they say the younger children get away with a lot more than like the older ones so is that true for you? Of course. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, without a doubt. So my little brother um, gets, has gotten away with murder all his life, <laughs> continues to do so. Um, me, on the other hand, so so we're very different. Me and my brother are very different. I am more like driven. I was kind of like the goody two shoes. I was not going to get in trouble in school, like mm-hmm. that type of thing. Kobe, he's smart, but he's lazy. He doesn't want to do anything. He doesn't care. All he want to do is play basketball. That's it. Mm-hmm. He's not into academics. I was into the academics and stuff. But uh, yeah, Kobe has always been allowed to get away with anything. I remember specifically, there was just this one, <laughs> this one thing. I don't remember how old I was, but Kobe, I don't think he had graduated high school yet. He had to have been 17. And so I'm like 21 at this time or something like that. You know, it's count. But my mom was working for um, the state like health department at the time. And she would always come home and bring these boxes of condoms home for Kobe. <laughs> and like, when I say ridiculous amounts of condoms, like just ridiculous <laughs> amounts of condoms. And he's like 17. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this point, they're like just giving him condoms and stuff. All I was told was not to have sex. That's it. <laughs> like, I'm not, I was never ever in my life given a condom, a single condom by either of my parents, like telling me to be safe or anything like that. No, it was just don't I have sex. It. 
you don't have sex, um, Nia, but Kobe, you gonna have sex, so just wrap it up. And I'm just like, um, I'm sorry. Yeah, so there's some differences, like not even in age, but in like gender as well. Yes, definitely that whole boy girl double yeah. double standard was disgusting. I used to always like be so mad about that be vocally upset about it as well I that was something I just could not get through my brain I'm like I am older than this man mm-hmm. <laughs> like no this, this isn't gonna work and I remember my dad saying something like he a country boy so he would say these little country ass sayings like um what was it he was like which one is the boy the rooster right mm-hmm. he's like I'm gonna let my rooster run wrong but my hands I'm gonna keep my hands locked up I'm like, uh, uh, not you. <laughs> no, literally, like uh, he, I was like, but where's the logic? Like, yeah. So definitely double standards in my house. Like, yes, to till this very day, <laughs> Kobe still can just do nothing and it'd be okay. But let me, the first, <laughs> the oldest girl, like, let me not do what I'm supposed to be doing and all hell breaks loose so how was that for you though you with the baby girl yeah um I just don't see myself getting treated differently than my older siblings but also my siblings are very much older than me so like I don't know like me and my sister are nine years apart me and my brother are like 16 years apart something like that so like Mm -hmm. I just I don't know what the dynamics were back then anyway to know if things have changed I mean I'm just here I'm just here (laughs) I'm sure if you ask them they'd be like Asha was treated better than us and I'm sure that's what I'm sure but it's especially a sister yeah yeah (laughs) They, I, I'm sure they said I got a lot, like I got away with a lot more, but, but also was very much a goody two shoes. So I didn't do a lot to get in trouble anyway. Like right. I was so focused on like doing my work and being a good child and respecting my mom and dad and following the rules. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was good. Like the worst thing about me was I, I have, I had and have a smart mouth. Like you're not just been a, Mm-hmm. do anything or say anything to me and think I'm just gonna go along with it because I'm not never been that way never have so I, I used to get in trouble for talking back and stuff a lot and I understand you know a child's place and stuff but I know that sometimes I would just call my parents out on their bullshit and they just didn't know how to respond so I would get in trouble but anyways <laughs> that's neither here nor there it's neither here nor there so how would you say like the relationship was in your family like I guess between you, your siblings your parents and stuff just generally what was that mm-hmm. that like okay so growing up the sibling dynamic so me and my brother were very close but that's also because he was out of the house by the time I was born so it was almost like he was a second dad to me so like we didn't really have any problems But me and my sister, on the other hand, (laughs) I say this to her all the time. My sister, dead ass, did not like me at all (laughs) when I was younger. Like, 
despised me. I think maybe because I was another girl coming into her spotlight. I don't know. It's me. I win. <laughs> you. <laughs> like she hated me. And like, I just, I just couldn't do nothing but love her. Like my sister was, and so is like my like role model. So I would always look up to her. Like I always want to do what she did and like hang out with her and her friends. And like, she just was not having it. She was just so mean to me, but that didn't deter me from, you know, still wanting to be around her. But I definitely think the older I got, the closer our relationship became, especially now. Cause I mean, we can relate to so many, like we can relate to more things now that we're both like adults. So um, the relationship between me and my parents have, I mean, it's always been pretty like good. I feel like now that I'm grown, I can talk to them more about like things that I probably wouldn't have talked to them about. I don't know, especially my mom. Like I talk to my mom a lot. She's my girlfriend sometimes. Like, hey girl, let me tell you about so-and-so and so-and-so. <laughs> and so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I have pretty good close tight-knit relationships between like me and my parents and me and my siblings. I think it's always been like that. See, I have to say that for me, I don't know. So like I said, I was the oldest girl and the relationship as far as like me and my brother are concerned, I feel like I kind of played that second mom role for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember like us having to come home from school and I remember like we would come home and I'm like, okay, Kobe, um, you know, you got to do your homework before we um, watch TV and stuff. So I would like make us something to eat, have him sit at the table, making him do his homework and stuff. And we, he didn't want to have, you know, when he didn't want to have to do it, I had to go get the belt. <laughs> I'd be like, Kobe, not you I'm so not playing with you. <laughs> I'm like, Kobe, I'm not playing with you. Um, this homework needs to be done. This room needs to be cleaned. Um, before our parents come home. So act like you know what you're supposed to do and let's get it done. And he would do it sometimes. Most times he would not. Because who are you? I wouldn't have did it either. (laughs) Uh -uh. I was in charge. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So you need to do this. And you act, my thing was, I'd be like, Kobe, you act like you, like this is new like you know you're Mm -hmm. supposed to do your homework you know you're supposed to clean your room up so why are you making me do this with you (laughs) because you're supposed to be the cool older sibling you know that that you did away with everything no okay (laughs) that wasn't me um I was very um I I was protective of Kobe Mm -hmm. um if you ask him, he probably says I bullied him, but I won't. I won't deny that. Um, <laughs> I probably did, but you know, it was all from love. Um, but I feel like, like I said, I just I feel like I took on a leadership role early in my family. Whether that was, I don't know what that was, but I feel like I just did. Um, and as far as my relationship with my parents growing up. I feel like I was just always grown. I don't know how to explain it. Like, I just feel like I was grown. I've been grown all my life. <laughs> I'm not gonna say right. that, but I just been having, I don't know. I, yeah. See, and like, that's the opposite for me. Cause like, 
and I've definitely I've talked with my mom recently about this like since I'm the baby of the family I I feel like they still think that I'm a baby even though I'm 23 years old like I'm grown so like I've had to like tell them like y'all can't just talk to me any kind of way anymore like you're gonna have to talk to me like an adult because that's what I am and like I didn't say it in like a rude way and my mom was like you know like we do have to watch that like I think we do forget that you're grown sometimes we kind of like tell you like just telling me unnecessary things that I already know like oh don't forget to do this don't forget to do that did you do this like yes I yes I have common sense I'm grown I'm competent I can I can do these things and remember to do these things myself like you don't have to keep harping on me and then like my dad will like he's always worried about like my safety and like I understand that but like you gotta you gotta let me go <laughs> you know like I just and I feel like that comes with me being the youngest I don't know like please yeah. let me be grown just please <laughs> see I see and it's crazy like you say that and I'm like the complete opposite because I feel like because I I played an adult role to a certain extent um, at an early age. Now, I feel like I'm having issues actually being an adult. Like, I feel like I had to pretend to be an adult when I was growing up due to various um, circumstances. And maybe we'll talk about it on the show one day. But um, I, you know, I had to, that was my reality. I had to grow up quickly. But now that I'm actually technically real really an adult quote unquote like I feel myself struggling to be that to be the adult that I feel like I'm supposed to be because I don't know if there's like I don't know I'm just I don't know what that disconnect is yeah um and now like like now with my parents I feel like there's no room for me to be a child anymore like at all like I want to be that you know sometimes you still want to be like yeah. like it's not like I don't know like sometimes you want to be like not responsible and you know and not be so serious about shit all the time yeah and I don't think I'm afforded that in the eyes of my parents I feel like mm-hmm. they look to me to be an adult because I've always been that yeah and I kind of yeah and I feel like like I said, I'm having a hard time now really being an adult because I maybe I thought I was an adult and thought I was an adult before. And now it's like, really good. Like you really weren't, um, but now it's time to be one. So let's get it together. I'm kind of like, you were wrong in your childhood, but it's time to keep it moving. Can't have it no more, (laughs) literally. It's like, you can't get it. Your damn show can't have it now. So let's go. So let's, I guess let's talk about how the relationships have changed. I guess I kind of touched a little bit on it. Um, and you did too, like having to remind your parents, like, all right now, I'm, no. I'm grown. Yeah. <laughs> let's not forget. Um, any other ways like you've noted that your familiar relationships have changed since you're being younger? Um, well, I... I definitely, you know, once I got old enough, once, okay, 
Okay, so once I got old enough, I um, definitely um, got told the family secrets or whatever. <laughs> you know, like just when I got to the age where she thought I could handle it, like she definitely started telling me more about like immediate family, like issues or whatever. And then like extended family, not necessarily issues, but just like things that have happened that like completely went over my head when I was younger that I didn't think about. It's like, oh, well, that's why this is this way. And that's why like, oh, look at two plus two equals four. <laughs> it literally becoming full circle. Like, like, wow. Oh. That's why TT Cheryl hate them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, okay, now I see I was missing some plot holes, but now it's okay. Now it's adding up. So I think maybe just the amount of um, information that I'm being told has increased since I've gotten older. I can definitely see that being a thing. I feel like me and my brother's relationship has changed a lot. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, um, being the oldest girl in different life circumstances, having to grow up a little early, blah, blah, blah. But me and my brother, for a long time, I couldn't, you know, you just couldn't, I just could not stand him. I was just like, come get, yeah, you sound get like away. my sister. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, it was because like, he was just so, ugh. he used to be the biggest snitch. And I'm like, Kobe, like, I'm finna like beat you up. Like, why are you telling on me? Like, ugh. and it was, we'll be older or I felt old enough where we weren't, we should have been at a point where we weren't telling on each other he was always mm -hmm. telling on me about stuff and I'm like okay mm -hmm. you gonna want me to be your friend one day and no because I'm gonna tell on you because you always tell on me that your day is coming but now we cool like that's my buddy like we can talk about whatever mm -hmm. um so I've noticed how our relationship has changed like yeah being the like I'm still that overprotective big sister but mm -hmm. we're more friends I feel like now then yeah that's, um, that's kind you of know growing up sister. like like I said we've got, definitely gotten closer she used to hate my ass when I was little but now we're like two peas in a pot um mm -hmm. and I feel like maybe so she I have a little niece you know she is my child in my head but anyways so when my sister had my niece it like I sort of felt the relationship dynamic kind of shift so I mean obviously like my sister's priority is now my niece so it's like not that the relationship is worse now but it's just different with the addition of a child but we're still very close um mm -hmm. when I was younger I was the one that used to keep her secrets like I never snitched on her like none of that and she still hated my ass I don't know I don't know what it was oh. but <laughs> we cool now or whatever mm. that's my girl yeah. so how do you think like so something we I guess mentioned in the it was our live segment is the thought that you know when we're younger we kind of have to just take the stuff from our family because they're our family mm -hmm. how does that look for you now um as an adult um how do you 
what do you have to do? Um, what boundaries, I guess, do you have to set um, with, with your family? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I definitely have to, like I said, like I have to speak up a lot more about like, hey, y'all not finna keep talking to me. Like I'm five y'all not finna keep just barking orders at like (laughs) y'all like like I'm I can't I'm not small anymore like y'all are gonna respect the things put some respect on my name period like the things that I say (laughs) and the opinions I have like maybe I should well I'm gonna tell it anyway me and my sister I mean we're sisters we we fight and then we're fine like five minutes later but like I don't know I ain't gonna get into the situation but like She's talking to me like she's crazy. Um, <laughs> no, like I'm grown. Like y'all are forgetting that I'm grown. So when I, when I talk back to you the same way you're talking back to me, all of a sudden it's a problem because you feel like you're the older one in a situation. So you can say whatever to me and I'm going to take it because I'm younger and that's not the case anymore. Like I'm grown. You're going to treat me with the same respect you treat any other wrong person you know I definitely had to stand up for myself a lot more with my siblings my parents so Mm -hmm. same definitely speaking see that's my thing I was always getting in trouble because I was vocal and speaking up like Mm -hmm. when I was younger (laughs) I used to always get in trouble for that type of stuff but now that I'm older and trying to uh protect my peace is my main concern Mm -hmm. um I feel like I've had to remove myself from um like situations so my mom dad and my brother still are in Mississippi um and I live in DC so you know just the distance in itself is easy for me to be like oh okay well you're having an undesirable effect on my emotions so I'm just gonna hang up the phone right now (laughs) um so it's easier and I had to get to that point. I can, I definitely will say that um, there were times where I would just stay, mm-hmm. you know, stay on the phone, stay in certain situations because I felt like that's what I was supposed to do as the oldest girl, as their child, as this person who's taking on this, I guess, these many adult-like roles growing up. You know, I felt like this is something that I had to do with my duty my part or whatever but now no don't call me with no mess do not I'm not gonna answer probably <laughs> but like and having to say like you know I'm like you said calling them out on their mess yeah um and letting them know like I I'm not gonna take it I don't have to um I can't make you change or make you do anything different, but what I can do is not this. And so I'm not, um, and I got, I'm very good at that now. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was like, Mm-mm, I gotta go. I already see this spot to go left. Let me go. Let me just yeah. get up and get on out. <laughs> um, but that has been a lot of work. And I'll say specifically with like the relationship with my dad, um, like I said, I just came back home, not to pro- came back from home not too long ago and seeing him, seeing how he's, he's grown and changed and stuff. 
um, you know, it's possible for people to change and grow and stuff. But I just think back a few years ago where we couldn't even like, we didn't like, I didn't want to be in the room with him. I didn't want to like, it was because it was always so negative. So there's hope, you know, for any of you guys dealing with stubborn parents um your parents are stubborn like mine or um maybe they're just a little late in the self-growth and you know that type of thing um but there's hope they they can Mm -hmm. um make make um changes and stuff but don't sit around waiting for them to do so you know because you're gonna (laughs) it's like you're not you're gonna just you're going to be miserable. And I'm speaking from experience, like just sitting around waiting for someone else to do something different. Mm-hmm. And once I let that go, I let it go. I, I was just like, you know, I prayed about it. Um, and I came back and he was somebody different. Like I didn't have to do nothing. It wasn't nothing I could do, you know? Right. And I guess the quick, the sooner I realized it was nothing I could do, uh, the better for me and my mental health and stuff. Um, so you got to know how and where to meet people. Know people. Know where people are in their life and meet them where they are, not necessarily where you think they should be, where you expect them to be. Um, I know for me, like you have these expectations of who you think your parents are and who they're supposed to be. And they're not they're not these projections that we have in our head you know the things we see on tvs what parents should be like and that's not it so you got to know how to meet people where they are be okay with that and not try and change them and all that type of stuff yeah so i mean as i'm growing as i'm getting older i'm trying to resolve conflicts in my familiar relationship like from the past and it's like it's it's really things from the past that, you know, I feel like it's the um, effects of things from the past that are showing up, um, not necessarily new things that are happening, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm seeing the importance of really working to resolve those old conflicts because they show up, they come back up if they're not healed and resolved and stuff. So I feel like that's something I'm trying to do in my familial um relationships one by encouraging them all to get counseling um Mm -hmm. separately as you know by themselves they need to just go (laughs) um and that's a whole that could be a whole nother topic on the show these older generation therapy chat they just don't believe they got no problems pray (laughs) away honey give it to god I'm like, God gave it back right. and told you to go to a therapist. <laughs> I can give it to God as well as go to a therapist, you know. Right. He said, girl, I already gave you the resources right there. <laughs> That's a whole nother thing, but yes. Okay. That was a good little topic. Good little discussion mm-hmm. about familiar relationships. Mm-hmm. What's y'all familiar relationships looking like? How have they changed? Have they grown? What are you doing to like maintain those relationships, heal those relationships? Mm-hmm. Um, let us know. We would love to know. You the baby of the family or the oldest or the middle child? Which one are you? Yes. How did those, those different dynamics, you know, affect your experience growing up? 
currently. Well, yes, that's the first part of our uh, relationship series for the month of December. Join us next week. We're going to be talking about um, romantic. Okay, we're going to be talking about romantic relationships. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> what is that? Oh, no. Yes, but if y'all have any input, of course, again, you can send it to our Gmail or our um, Instagram. Mm-hmm. All right. So next we're going to roll on into the four-year consideration. So um, just have four little quick things to talk about. So the Soul Train Awards came on um, a few days ago. I don't know when it was. Sunday? Came on Sunday, the 29th. So um, I just wanted to, you know, read out some of the category winners in case y'all didn't get a chance to watch. I definitely did not watch, so this will be new for me, too. Right. I mean, I, too, did not watch. That's all right. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I'm not cable. I don't have cable, so that's my excuse. Me, too. Uh, me, either. I definitely canceled that. Yeah. I wasn't paying. Okay. But let's just go through the, the categories, because the people and the songs will be familiar to us. So, for Song of the Year... Um, the winner was Chris Brown and Young Thug, Go Crazy. I love that song. Um, How did that song go? Go Crazy? Tell me you'll be with it and you're with it, baby. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you know the one. Okay. I, I know that one. Yeah, 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 you know, I'm not, like I said, I don't know if y'all remember from the first episode, I said that I'm not real good with lyrics. I don't know nobody's lyrics to no song unless it's Beyonce. You should hear me talking to Siri. I'd be like, Siri, what is this song? I'm like, "Mm -hmm." like, bitch, what? She's like, I did not recognize that. (laughs) Okay, so moving on to album of the year. Um, Summer Walker took that with her album over it, which um, I read it. Yeah, I read a tweet where it's like, nobody has made me separate the art from the artist like summer walker has <laughs> and like i can relate because i i literally have to separate the art from the artist because i love over it i love the song she puts out but my sis the things that she says um if she not singing just be quiet yeah just, just, i need you to be quiet <laughs> <laughs> Because, girl, that Over It album was, like, it's still in my rotation. I love that album. But just, like, just hush. It's the lack of common sense for Yeah. They be saying she got mush for brain. That's what they said. I ain't said it. They said it. <laughs> they said it. Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> okay, so video of the year went to my girl Beyonce and my girl Blue Ivy. St. John, John. Did it for Brown Skin Girl. Brown Skin Girl. Yes. That was a great video, actually. Um, best R&B soul female artist went to her. H dot E dot R. R dot R. <laughs> Y'all know what I was trying to say. 
Um, she's also, I love her as well. <sighs> she finally started showing her eyes a little bit. She'd be wearing them sunglasses that's a little bit opaque so you can see her eyes. Um, best R&B soul male artist went to Chris Brown. Chris is getting all the little awards. Yeah. And he also won best collaboration for Go Crazy Again with Young Thug. Okay, anyways, <laughs> um, best new artist went to Snow Allegra. Hmm. Okay, I like her. I like Giveon. Giveon was also- Did she make her debut? I don't Did know. she make her debut this year? I don't know. I know I started listening to her been... this year. Like, I haven't been listening to her long. But this Giveon... year is just all a blur. I don't know. Yeah, giving I was in this category, I would have rather him take it, but that's okay. Rhythm and Bars Award went to Megan Thee Stallion for Savage, as it should. Um, best Dance Performance, again, went to Chris Brown and Young Thug. Go crazy. Okay. All, All right. right, Chris. <laughs> right, okay. Um, best Gospel slash Inspirational Award went to Kirk Franklin. Um, okay. And Soul Train Certified Award went to Brandy. I don't know what that really means, but Brandy took it home. Yeah. Whatever that means. Yeah. So, you know, just a few, um, few of the winners from last night. Uh, Soul Train. I really, I really wish I would have watched it. I don't have cables. I just don't see how that would have <laughs> happened. So, um, <laughs> the next thing I want to talk about is um, this gifting platform called uh, Box of Zeal. And it was started by three Black women. Um, so it's basically just like um, it enables customers to either they have pre like set like gift boxes you can send to someone or you can like customize it or you can just buy like the single items. And let me go to their website to, there's like a box for breakups, a couple's box, a box for him, a box for her. Like there's self-care box, um, cheer up box, like just all of these boxes you can send to people. And they're like reasonable prices. The prices range from 35 to 65, which is, a good deal in my opinion but yeah go check them to look out. into these that's what i'm saying yeah some of my family members gonna be getting some box of zeal gift boxes <laughs> so i'm like christmas coming up and right. i'm not the best with gifts just because i don't be knowing what to get people exactly. so a pre-curated box sounds right up my alley mm -hmm. and like i said you can have it pre-curated or you can build your own um but yeah that's the website is boxofzeal.com, B-O-X-O-F-Z-E-A-L.com. Um, and yeah, and it was started by three black women, you know, black girl magic or whatever. Um, and then the last two things I have are TV programs, you know, cause that's what I like to do with my life. I like to watch TV. Um, so, 
Debbie Allen, her new documentary came, it dropped on Netflix. It's called Dance Dreams, Hot Chocolate Nutcracker. And it's a documentary like featuring Debbie Allen and her staff and students um, of her dance school. And it shows them through their production of the Nutcracker that they have each year, their Hot Chocolate Nutcracker. So- Oh, I need to definitely watch that. I, that's right up my alley. Yes. All that type of stuff. Yes. So go check that out. It's on Netflix. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to talk about, which it's been out for a minute, but I just wanted to talk about it here, is the Fresh Prince reunion that's on HBO Max. Um, I've heard a lot of great things about it. It's like everybody's been raving about it, just seeing everybody back together again and um, seeing the original uh, Aunt Viv um, coming back. Did you watch it already? No. <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, just, I have either. a lot of stuff to catch up on y'all I've been trying to do finals and get my life together but now that that's over I'm finna start watching all this stuff but I just I've heard a lot of people talking about it and apparently the two Aunt Bills had never met before like this was their first time meeting I didn't know that I didn't know that either but I could see them just the people behind the show being on some grimy shit just bring her in and like yeah. throw her in I yeah. wonder how did she fit this shit like I said I haven't watched it yet I do plan on watching it I wonder did the light-skinned um Viv talk about how she felt being thrown in yeah. in the midst of the mess and like just kind of having to keep going yeah I don't know that'll be our homework assignment is to go watch them two things and then report back next week Mm-hmm. what about that how did it sound let's do it but yeah definitely go check out those two dance dreams hot chocolate nutcracker on netflix and then the first prince reunion on hbo max and that's all give i got, got something to do yeah. yes give y'all something to do over uh these holidays mm-hmm. um, okay well, you know how we like to do over here at the Girl Are You Okay podcast. We want to make sure you're okay. And we have some self-care tips. You know, we'd like to wrap up each episode highlighting some self-care tips that you all can try for the upcoming week. So we have a few for you here. Um, the first one that I have, um, read more books. And this goes right in with our um, book of the month sisters of the yam which we you know are providing to you all for free mm-hmm. um via the free black women's library so you know reading can just uh, reading allows you to just escape you know your present circumstances and escape into a book into somebody else's story um and just get lost for a while um I love to read personally my favorite type of books type of books to read are like books by black authors um I've been really into self-help books lately and autobiographies as well specifically Maya Angelou and Alice Walker my two favorite black authors um and I love anything by those two women just they just speak it just speaks to me in another, another level but yes reading a book um so that's something that we want you guys to, you know, try and do, read a little more. Um, just spit it in where you can, 10, 15 minutes into your day, mm-hmm. you know, whenever you get some time. Um, another tip we have is to make a you day. So we work, 
you know, most of us be either working, going to school, taking care of somebody, doing something, you know, during Monday through Friday. And even on the weekend, some of us still got to keep doing that. So I feel like we should be intentional, intentional, and <laughs> we should be intentional about dedicating like one day of the week or a few days, if that's what your heart desires, um, to, and make it a personal day. Set aside a day a week as you time. Um, no work, no obligations, just a day to spend time with yourself doing whatever you want to do. And some of us can't afford to give our, you know, spend a whole day. You know, some of us have children and mm-hmm. whatnot. But if you can do like some hours out of the day, give yourself three, four hours, of just you time, literally doing, spending that time doing whatever you want to do. If you just want to lay in bed and look at the ceiling, but that's what your heart is content doing, do that. Um, if you want to watch a movie, if you want to clean up or go to dinner with your friends or just set time aside for you each week, doing something that you really want to do. Um, make that time for yourself, cut out time for yourself. Cause we're good about cutting out time for everything else. Oh, I gotta go to the doctor or I gotta take the kids here. I gotta do this. I gotta cook and clean for my man. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But what about you, girl? What about I'm you? do that anyway. <laughs> Even if I had a man, I was playing. Continue. <laughs> she said, catered to you? Who? Hey, Not me. <laughs> <laughs> but you want to make sure that, you know, I don't know who told me this or where I heard this from. This is someone else's these are someone else's words they were like you want to make sure that you're giving from a place of abundance and not like leftover so you want to um be able to give to yourself and other people and it's not like either of you is is um you know lacking does that make sense like Mm -hmm. I can give to you because I've already given to myself and I have enough to go around. Whereas a lot of us neglect ourselves and just give all of ourselves to other people with, you know, not giving anything to ourselves. So make that a habit, make that a habit um, of making time for yourself at least once. Try and do like a day a week, but if you can't, you know, some hours, um, whatever your schedule permits and your heart desires. Um, another tip is to give yourself a makeover. Oh, I just did this. So I just got my hair cut. Um, this is the shortest I've ever had my hair. <laughs> Thanks, Kara. This is the shortest I've ever done it. So that was stepping out on a limb. And then I colored it like ash blonde, which has been ash, you know, before, but the cut is new and it's very much so um, a drastic change from, I guess, what I usually do. Um, but, you know, they say changing your appearance is like, can be sign- signifying of like a rebirth or something. You know, um, cut your hair off if you want to do that. Or um, they say give yourself you a hair off, you get a bigger booty. Uh, That's what they for say. For real? Yeah. Oh, you better watch <laughs> out. Because <laughs> I'm, let me get a booty. Y'all really not going to be able to tell me nothing. <laughs> but, um, or try to look. If you don't want to cut it all off, maybe 
play around with your makeup new clothes or something but just give yourself a makeover I definitely feel more confident I feel like with my hair gone because I don't have anything to hide behind I kind of have to embrace it and just go with it I feel like I just show up in the world now like face forward and it's just me okay. nothing to hide me mm-hmm. go ahead with your bags yeah I'm still adjusting but and our last tip for the week is to make time for solitude. So we talked about making time for you, but make time for like silence and make time for you to really be with yourself, by yourself, not necessarily doing anything. So like before we said, make a you day and these are things that you want to do for yourself. But when we'd say make time for solitude, um, we want you to make time for being alone like a lot of us um if you have kids and stuff it may be a little harder um but making time to sit with yourself sit with your thoughts um maybe you may be able to gain like clarity figure out something that's been on your mind um it's like just you know a form of meditation so definitely make time for yourselves um doing the things you like to do and also just sitting with yourself and being silent and listening and meditating yeah so these are our um self-care tips for the week um we'll be checking in with you guys make sure you guys are doing them because you know we want you to be okay and we're trying to take the steps to do there so let's do it together period because we a family we are a family like a giant tree that's my favorite song i mean my favorite movie by the way period (laughs) if anybody wants to you know if anybody knows where i can watch it um for free free yeah it's not streaming nowhere (laughs) and i i had the dvd but i lost it a while ago so i just i I really need to watch it i just Anyway, need my dream girls fix. Right. Okay. Well, Asha, you have anything else you want to add before we wrap it up for today? No. Uh, just you know, follow our Instagram at Girl Are You Okay Podcast, and you know, email us at Girl Are You Okay Pod at gmail.com. That's pretty much mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's our show for today. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.